0: Okay, hello everybody. This is another new edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. Before we get started proper, two things. Uh, first is a content warning. We're going to be swearing and talking about all sorts of rough material as is standard for us. We're also going to spend the first few minutes just kind of talking about the quarantine. So if you're really anxious about Corona stuff, you just don't want to hear that. It'll be the first uh, few minutes. I'll put We'll put a time code into the episode description so you can skip ahead if you'd like. Second thing is, uh, we recorded an episode last week, but we had a lot of technical issues. So we're sorry about that uh, if yeah, you're that a CFRC no listener. Last yeah. week, sadly. Uh, yeah. But we're covering a similar topic again this week. Pretty much the exact same thing, but I forgot everything we talked about, so it's new to me. Let's go again.
1: Let's go again. And that's my uh, catch-up. Dean? Uh, yeah. Uh, who's cu-
2: here uh, with us today?
1: No, no i got to cue the theme song okay. first. Sorry. Uh, Mega quarantine, we love <laughs> ha, ha,
2: you. Ha, ha. <laughs> also, to credit, um, we like don't super have rights for no. our theme song, so it's yeah. uh, Mega Guillotine by AJJ. So good. Uh, so, if came out very AJJ, recently. if you're listening, you can tell us to stop and we'll stop. Yeah, uh, we will gladly But stop. we really like the song. So, for thanks. the
0: record, Dean stopped me before and was like, I've got an A line.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, really I really need to I put got, this I
0: got. In I got a clincher in the bag. And that's the thing. I talked him down from his other one, but uh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Anyways, let's do proper introductions. I'm Jesse. I guess I'm one of the hosts of this show. Yeah,
1: I'm Dean. I am the primary host of the show. <laughs> okay. He's correct. Oh. <laughs>
2: Other than all the times you haven't been here. Okay, that was Uh, once. I'm Megan. Yep.
4: Wow. (laughs) Uh, I'm Chance, and I'm under quarantine. Nice to meet you.
0: He is not. uh, We are, unfortunately, violating social distancing just for the next hour, and then we will be going back to our proper hovels. And we're going to sanitize so much. My doctor said I should worry
4: more about my herpes problem, but
0: (laughs) here we are. Yeah, I had to... No, I'm not going to say it's that. It's like a siren song, those beautiful lips calling you towards <laughs>
4: them. Uh, Jesse's on this bit today where he keeps telling me my lips are beautiful. Not a yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm gorgeous, not- King.
0: We're all about positive affirmational masculinity here. <laughs> this is
1: dudes lifting up dudes.
0: Well, it's also the fact that it's quarantine and you can't be getting no god dang top. So, <laughs> I actually, it
4: gets all pent up. I love the video where it was like how we're going to dap each other up now and it was dudes yes! like clicking heels and that I was, was like, so hell good. yeah. Yeah, that was is... Like, I don't know. There's some good things oh. coming out of this, right? Yeah. Um, right.
2: Dean was telling me that New York City put out a PSA that said you should only have sex with people that you live with. So then it was like, ah, New York City's telling you to just like bang your roommates. Cool.
1: Room. My, my favorite line. This is an actual line from the document that I saw uh, was the safest sexual partner is yourself. Oh, that's sick! <laughs>
0: it's so it's good. Like I love that. Education. No, I've got a headache tonight.
4: <laughs>
1: you saw that? You saw
0: what?
4: You saw what Pornhub was doing? Oh, Where no. they were. We're like giving free premium memberships to Italian
0: <laughs> which is what they should you do Italian to be fair that's their idea of a make work program I, though.
1: I thought i thought in italy like the government just gave you a free form of premium subscription it's like national Well, no that's
0: only if you're the prime
1: minister oh that's, nice. why, they, Sorry. that's yeah. why it's such a hotly contested
0: uh, yeah race. i think you <laughs> i think you're
4: confusing them with sweden uh okay <laughs> we'll to so. shout out silvio
0: berlusconi who was the italian Prime Minister who just couldn't stop getting it in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that I
1: literally fell out of office because he just had so I, many sex. Schedules. I gotta say, I think Chance is confused. Though uh, he says that Sweden has the Porn, Pornhub uh, premium subscription. That's not true. Uh, all sex in Sweden is either like really like emotionally distant, like Protestant sex, or like crazy cult bear I mean, on fire style. sex. Yeah, there is no in between.
2: Oh, where there's like nine naked women. Yeah, nine naked women and pushing and you yelling. into the. Lady? Yeah, Dean Wa-
0: is better than mine, because I was just gonna say it's pronounced
1: Pjornhub. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Man, Dean watches one art film and here yeah, we right. go. Now he's a Swedish I, expert.
1: I have to reference it every single episode <laughs> to make sure that people know that I'm smart and cultured. Oh, it's no, like when totally. I can't
0: stop talking about I spit on your grave.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> that is as yeah. cultured
1: as Jesse gets. The, the
4: original. Fantastic film. Remake sucks. No, the remake is trash, but Thank the you. original like dick biting scene is is great. The original you. Thank dick, dick you fighting that. scene
1: was actually in my nickname in high school. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. I don't
0: like to think about <laughs> On that knowing now. what you look like at that age. That's a really horrible thought for me. All right. Cuz you look a bit like that picture of Dan Quinn from when he's in the women's <laughs> washroom at Starbucks with the sunglasses. Yeah. I want to say uh, if you're looking for quarantine things to watch, something I would recommend to each and every single one of you listening if you want to have this a brain is all getting cut. No, 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 please no. If you want to have a brain as bad as mine, check out the Dan Quinn uh, vlog. Archive oh, no At Dan Quinn Stevia fan
2: I don't know I think it's in the is. Library
0: of Congress Now uh, Dan Quinn To give you a quick 30 second elevator Pitch Megan Is an amateur MMA fighter oh. Who went to Notre Dame uh, Who believed That he can cure Cancer by mixing Stevia with water
2: Oh okay cool Yeah
0: Can't you Don't cut this Because I, I need The people to know <laughs> <laughs> It's powerful It is powerful Information Because you know what? In the With how much Things have changed Even in the past Week since when We last tried To record To now The one constant In my life Is Dan Quinn <laughs> Now let's talk about some of the things that have changed. When we were here last, we were just entering into the beginning of at least the official social distancing and quote-unquote quarantine period. Uh, we're now seven days
4: in, and... Uh yeah, it seems like the world really is uh ending. Yeah, it's yeah. been rough. I uh, I heard the other day on on our lovely radio station where we're recording the last issued podcast, and I was like looking for if we say anything that's dated horribly. Yeah. <laughs> because like we were just shooting the shit about like what might happen, and now we're genuinely in like the midst of a situation where we're all fucking shut down. We right. should have ordered
0: yeah. Jim Baker's emergency buckets.
4: <laughs> yeah, like I was joking. Oh, Oh, yeah. About that, and now I'm like, mm, four gallons of moo milk. That sounds <laughs> that would be great, right? <laughs> yeah, now. I can go for that. Some
0: Supreme cauliflowers.
4: Yeah.
0: Before we get to the landlord thing, which I know you want to talk about, oh. I do have a piece of good news. Uh, two famous victims of coronavirus. Yeah. The first, Rand Paul, American <laughs> oh! Senator. really? Whose father the wrote libertarian the Libertarian corona- or whatever that is. Exactly. The heck? And yeah. Ron Paul, his father, wrote that coronavirus was a hoax. Uh, That's Rand true. Paul also did everything he could to stonewall all like the stimulus aid bills for for corona victims mm-hmm. and uh second going against his the president <laughs> and his party to do so wow what a hero uh and the second and Chance, you're gonna love this harvey weinstein has tested positive for the coronavirus
4: no
2: for real no. he's not even gonna serve
0: his time he's just I gonna know, die oh, no, he's, he's in an isolation cell in the new york correctional he'll system
2: he'll probably live yeah. probably
0: the same one his friend jeffrey committed suicide
4: i Everyone's was once in I was wondering we were uh, because another thing that we've been doing is uh, just driving around a lot because Mm. that's pretty that's relatively safe oh yeah and uh, we've just been going for like late drives and like there's so many prisons in this fine beautiful city that we have and I was wondering if you guys think that there's any like backlash because even just in the streets like there's been people talking about how they've been treated so horribly because of these outbreaks right like Chinese Mm -hmm. citizens or, or immigrant citizens and uh prisons are proportionally minorities, like yeah. like the majority. And I just wonder I wonder what you guys think if, if- People in prisons are probably going through a fucking hell of a time well, right yeah, now. Iran right?
2: let out one third of their prisoners, forty-five
4: thousand Iranian crazy. prisoners. Yeah.
2: And I
0: actually remember reading an article. I don't think it was about Corona specifically, but it was about the spread of the flu through American correctional facilities. And this was back in like I want to say early February, so before mm-hmm. this really became like a massive issue here. Mm-hmm. And it's like jails are essentially just breeding grounds for every
3: yeah. it's everything just everyone imaginable. like
0: cooped up. In such close contact with not great hygiene. And the medical system in place is not good to begin with. Yeah. And when you contribute... On purpose. Exactly. And when you add in the fact that this isn't just, like, a small-scale outbreak, like, entire facilities are going to be devastated by this virus. Certainly. Like, there's... No doubt that, yeah, the majority, minority population in a lot of these correctional facilities, including many of which, which the population is largely native. We were actually yeah. talking about doing an episode on that in the future, discussing just the disgusting penal system and how it preys on uh, young native men and women. I got a glimmer in my
4: eye when we said we <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited tun- to talk about stay that. Stay tuned
0: for that cheery subject. Uh. But, uh, I mean, Kingston Penn specifically, and I know this because that's still where I make my living. It's not an open, I'm not a jail guard. Unlike some people's fathers. Okay. And <laughs> wow. My, also my, my father. My dad, too. <laughs> yeah, oh both, both of us. What? Yeah.
2: So, all three of your dads are jail yeah. guards? Yeah. Three
0: little piggies. Business yeah. is booming, baby. We're, we're the three little piggies. <laughs> what the heck? But, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I could tell you back in it's the recession-proof. Like, KP's early days, we're, we're talking the 1850s, they had no break of cholera that, like, ripped through that jail and killed, like, hundreds of people at a time. The canal workers, uh... Uh, both here and in Ottawa, were dying by literally like hundreds and then thousands from these outbreaks. And the condition in the average jail here is not much better than uh, it would have been back in the 1840s. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute nightmare. Uh, scenario, but we need to talk about the people that are suffering the most.
3: <laughs> Landlords, yeah, yeah. Yes. Real, real,
4: quick though. Yeah. before <laughs> we get into to actual discussion, uh, there's like this this horrible. What my my partner she calls it Twitter freakouts. There's been or not Twitter, Facebook freakouts because mm-hmm. lately there's been so many posts circulating because everyone just has so much extra time on their hands. Yeah, and like I know you guys are really into the Twitter sphere, yeah. but Frankie's really into the Facebook oh, sphere because yes. it's That's fucking so hilarious and it's usually sense. people calling out people that are like their neighbors <laughs> and shit yeah. rather than just like people on the internet
1: this is like I feel like Twitter is one thing I feel like Facebook is much worse for your brain because, oh, yeah, because you can you see know these people, the people. In real oh, oh yeah, yeah you Absolutely.
4: genuinely know these human beings yeah. right so uh, lately there's been a lot of calls to freeze rent
2: mm-hmm. yes yes,
4: um, which, which I think is fantastic there's also yeah. been some calls for Queens University which is thankfully we're recording on Queens University but uh, a autonomous center in the city mm-hmm. has been calling for queens to open up their residencies to homeless people yeah, yes. so that they have a place to be yeah which i think is great but it's it's not no, going to happen not no but I, I would i would love it it would that would, it would blow so me away cool. if queens did yeah that. but then yeah so there's been like rent freeze talk and stuff like that being like okay we need nobody's making money right now and money that people are making has to go towards necessities so we should tone it down when it comes to rent mm-hmm. and people like that own property properties are freaking <laughs> losing out. Losing
1: their minds.
4: And it, it the shows you because
2: they've finally revealed who makes their entire income just from <laughs> yeah. rental properties because they'll be like, yeah. that's my whole income. And it's like, hmm. That's yeah. your yeah, yeah. And
4: that's Yeah. And that's what people were saying wasn't never the case Yeah, when yeah. it came to like justifying like landlord behavior. It's like, oh, well, you know, they got other things going on and stuff like that. And it, there's no way that they're charging out the ass just to like subsidize their income. Like most of the time they're just paying for their mortgage to be paid off or whatever. <laughs> And it's like, now you get all these people being like, I don't have a
1: living anymore. Yep. Um, and like these for the record are the exact same people who, if someone gets laid off from like a oh, factory yeah. job or something, they're like, well, learn, learn to code, learn yeah. to code, man. Or like, oh, why didn't you have like uh savings? You, uh, why, why, why you like oh, you're yeah. laid off and then all of a sudden you're on your, you're on your butt? Like you're not good. Wait, why did I say butt? We can swear ass. <laughs> they're on their ass. Oh, hey, that he's, was good. Get, he's getting upset. Oh, oh yeah. I'm worked up.
0: Oh, I'm worked <laughs> and, up. An interesting thing thing as well is it's even extended to the realm of Airbnb. I don't know if you
4: saw oh, it. Like, on Twitter. Are people this. making like full-blown Airbnb income on Airbnb?
0: Rentiers. Yeah, the Airbnb oh. profiteers are just like, I was your gracious host. You made an appointment, a vow to come visit my house, which has fancy furnishings that look like a 1970s dojo, and you cancelled because <laughs> of a global pandemic? Like, stuff like that. Oh, that's absolute trash. I'll send you the yeah. video. You're, I- You're concerned
1: about your own safety and the safety of your family family over me getting $150 (laughs) from you.
2: (laughs) Our landlord company emailed us being like, steps we're taking for like COVID-19. And instead of like, hey, your rent is, you know, lightened for this month or anything, when they're a company. They can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just emailed us. Uh, please do not come to the office or contact us with any requests. Please slide checks under the door of the office and do not ask for any repairs to be done. And we're like, ah, cool. <laughs> Good, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, it-
1: just to circle back briefly, uh, you know how everyone's talking about the dumb Queens teens? Oh, yes. Uh with the, with the corona outbreak, uh, there are like videos of them like partying on St. Patrick's Day. Right, right. Um, That like got big play on the internet, let alone like on mainstream media. Uh, Queens uh, University and the people in charge of making decisions there. Do you know what would be a great way to get people to stop talking about that? (laughs) Doing something, maybe like allowing uh, like people who don't have homes to go to, to shelter in residence for now. Everyone would be talking about that. I did see
2: in one Facebook comment from a man it probably in his sixties so so no way of knowing this if this is true. But he said that they might be extending some of the Queen's residences as hospital beds for K G H but I literally okay. don't know if
0: that's so- true. So on the point of Queens potentially using the residence beds for other things, I have a friend who's an RA, and she was telling me that this entire weekend has been like a mad scramble to get all the students out. Uh, If they move out before uh, today, which is currently, what is this, like March March 22nd, uh, they can get part of their deposit for residence back. So it's been like a mad scramble. Uh, And one of the funny things that happened in the residence where she works is that they (laughs) shut off the elevators for social distancing purposes.
2: Oh, and then everyone has to move? So
0: you had hundreds, like, no, maybe not hundreds but probably about 70 to 80 people that were still hanging around this residence that had to like truck everything down the stairs and fly, like get to their cars and move everybody uh. out. i don't know if what queens is planning to do with that it would be great if they could actually you know repurpose these beds for yes either the hospital or more pressingly and probably more useful of uh, the immense homeless population that we have in this city but we at least know the beds are clear now so oh, yeah. uh, what they're going to do with them? One, they're going to they're going to turn them into Airbnbs. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop Read your student that's days. Actually gonna happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, that,
4: it's going to the first ever means tested hospital beds here at Queens University. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 funny seeing everybody's reaction to this, and especially landlords when they're like, "What do you mean I'm not going to have my normal amount of pay?" And it's like everyone who's <laughs> living in these houses has had their pay cut. You fucking idiot! Pretty drastically in some cases as I, well.
1: Like. Because because of my Twitter uh, brain, everything sort of melts together. So I'm not sure what the situation is in Canada, but I know a lot of places in the U.S. have called for a moratorium on mortgage payments, yep. but not rental payments. Yep. Yeah, that's a very so, common thing. So <laughs> landlords in those states and those cities are making money off of this pandemic because they're not paying their mortgage. No, but like even more. they're not. They're not paying their mortgage. And they're still getting their income in from all their hard labor.
4: Yeah, I don't think now is the time to try to exploit people for money. Like, like you're, if you're doing it on the... <laughs> Never
1: let a crisis go to waste. <laughs> yeah.
4: If, yeah, I guess so. Like, arguably, landlords are doing it on the regular if they're uh, trying to make, like, an income on their tenants. But, like... You really think that now is a great time to like die on that hill?
1: Like, yeah, because they will like uh, parody allegedly. If they go there, they may very well die on that hill. Yeah, right, Uh, right, right. uh, My friend Mao uh, has something to say about that. I believe. (laughs) My
2: Goodness. Now,
1: speaking of Mao, why don't we have? uh... (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Mao, are we ready to
0: transition? Yeah, should we jump into our our content for
2: today? Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So now we're coming to the main uh, nut of the episode today. What (laughs) that is. That's what know, it is. It's, it's the you main. Cr- you crack nut. it open. We got the Corona yeah. shell, and here's the sweet we, nut we in had, the middle. We had
1: we had a we had a little nope nope. Hmm? We had a little pre pre stuff Pre-nut. that came out before. A oh my goodness! Uh, and now we're just the whole nuts coming out. Yeah. Uh, about our friend Bernie Sanders. Have you heard of this guy? Uh, I've heard of Mao. But- I just
4: want. <laughs> I, I just want to get it off my chest. I firmly believe that I'm sitting in a room with three Bernie bros. That's <laughs> so, right. So, like, keep that yeah. in mind when we hear some topics. The difference some is
1: uh, Megan is in the Bernie bro uh, cadre because she cares about people and wants them to have health care. And is an e-girl. And is an e-girl. I'm uh, not. We are. She, she's I mean, on a know,
4: gamer chair right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's got cat ear headphones I don't
3: know on. How to play That's one yeah, single video
2: game. <laughs> Wii Sports maybe, but.
4: She's actually the Okie Boomer girl. <laughs> Uh, this is our biggest. This is a coup for the podcast, <laughs> really. But
1: anyway, like we are Bernie Bros uh because we uh love to sing it with me well, now yeah. harass, harass women. women online.
0: Yeah. Targeted yeah. harassment. Uh I just want free stuff. Actually, that is true. <laughs> yeah, that's I do it. want free stuff. Bernie yeah. reminds me of the family members I do like cuz he's an old Jewish man. <laughs> so <laughs> uh you know, I've got a, I've got some skins in the game.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh so- so, we're wondering why we don't have something so, like that here. The thing about us is that we are all young Canadian leftists. And as a young Canadian leftist, what are we to do but read about Bernie Sanders every single day? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all we do. And weep. And we, we yeah, it's a between. It's a, it's a toss up. But all we do is read about Bernie, think about Bernie, very invested in the Bernie campaign and its successes. Too much. much Way too much. Unhealthily And dying
0: on its failures. Yeah.
1: And the question is, why? Why are young Canadians so obsessed with Bernie? And the answer is, because we don't have a Bernie. no Right? There's no one or nothing in this country that inspires the, the movement and the energy that he does. Yeah, yeah
4: the, last, the, oh, the sorry, go ahead. no, it's okay. I think uh, it's definitely like the grassroots aspect of it all too which is really inspiring and would be considered radical in canada yeah but also like it seems like like obvious that it should be happening like it seems like the logical conclusion (laughs) to people being upset with like lobbyists and stuff like that but for some reason in the states they're just not buying it and then in canada you think it would work but like nobody's trying
1: right and like why is that happening for a lot of different reasons like when i say where is canada's bernie i do mean like where is our figurehead for this movement but i also mean where is the movement in general? Yeah, uh, where is like the concerted effort on behalf of leftists?
2: And you have some stats on like American? Yeah, I was just movement. I was just gonna yeah, say yeah.
1: in the DSA over the last three years, which is so the Democratic during,
2: Socialists of America.
1: Yeah, the Democratic Socialists of America, Dick like, Sucker like, Association. Yeah, the, right, <laughs> that's what I, that's what it is when I'm there. Yeah, of course, uh, the, like the main leftist group in the country, uh, their membership went from five thousand to sixty thousand members over the. Last last three years. Massive. In fact, massive increases. I remember in the first year, in the wake of Trump, it went from 5,000
0: to, like, 25,000. Like, there was an exponential growth even, like, immediately afterwards. Because yeah. I remember being online, which is most of my memories at this point in my life, <laughs> and seeing, like, oh, like, DSA chapters springing up all over the place. And, yeah, I saw a Grand, grand total at, like, the end of 2017, Trump's first actual year in office. Yeah, they had five-fold increased. Yeah, which is
1: insane. It's
2: not that Canadians aren't sympathetic to the same sorts of things that the DSA stands for. Like, we have more stats here that 58% of Canadians are... In favor of socialism from a Star Report poll thing. Wow, yeah. from,
0: the st- from the Star as well. Yeah, but they ran that in like a bad sense of like, look what the young people <laughs> are obsessed with. Yeah,
2: uh, and seventy percent of Canadians believe that the economy is rigged in the interests of the rich and powerful, which is pretty significant. Seventy percent, and that's like I know it's a basic statement, but yeah, for one, for seventy pe- percent of people to believe that's huge. Like,
0: that's the first step to fostering actual class consciousness: is yeah. understanding that the system isn't your friend and that it isn't working for people like you or like myself
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah and our inequality is growing as well it's or is this an American set
0: no this is fine to talk about as well because that's something actually I think that we noted in the last episode yeah that was quite interesting is the fact that we may not have had quite the exponential explosion or sorry is, maybe it's the other way around what was it in the wake of 2008 yeah we didn't so, have the same like explosion
4: yeah. of that
1: exactly so uh, if we want to jump to 2008 which is a big uh, divergent point between Canadian American politics I'm saying that because this is when I started paying attention to politics so I was like "Oh, hey, the things are different in different you were places like 13 yeah man I was on the pulse <laughs> Not even you were 10 I was in the, the moment
2: so the, uh, the basic gist of it is that we weren't hit as hard by yeah, the, recession the recession as Americans were and therefore their wealth inequality has gotten a lot worse than ours has however that wasn't because we like handled the crisis a lot better than they did we did to some extent but our banks are way more regulated than yeah. theirs are so yeah. we were pretty prepared <laughs> for the crisis in comparison to Americans just because yes. our banks were strong. But,
1: uh, and this is a theory that I believe Jesse shares with me that Canada is in every way economically culturally in terms of general le- levels of stupidity uh, 10 years behind oh, fuck yeah. the states we, we're we not we're the cool little sidekick and it's whatever true. they do we do but culturally know, we've always time. been behind the curve and even
0: politically we're seeing a similar thing where Trudeau's re-election in the hilarious fucking gimme election that the conservatives managed to blow yeah, uh, is very reminiscent of the last Obama election where he beat same thing like just beat a feckless like completely a, a weird religious zealot and like a completely ideologically fractured uh, conservative, or in their case, Republican Party. But you know what the last four years of Obama brought us is four and potentially eight years of Trump. Yeah. And I feel like the final vestiges of this. Awful liberal government that doesn't know what they're doing and is just marred by scandal is going to give way to four, eight, twelve. We don't have the same. You can run yeah. for prime minister one thousand fucking times yeah. and win a thousand fucking times. So yeah. we could have forty years of darkness with Jason Kenney or
1: no, Stephen I'm, Harper. I'm really excited for the Stephen Harper uh, brain in, in the jar that runs this country. And it's going to be so <laughs> into our 80s Stephen and Harper 90s. who despises Pierre Trudeau is going to pull a Pierre Trudeau
0: of making this late career comeback to be prime minister again and yeah things much worse the second go around so cool. but at yeah, least Pierre happy- Trudeau was getting top when I've never he was heard prime minister, whereas Stephen Harper, I don't think, has ever had sex. And Actually, which is wasn't Pierre
2: Trudeau's wife, like, cucking him for one of the Rolling Stones Yeah, or that was something, cool as hell.
0: That's yeah. cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's oh, pretty sick. That's Quebec excellence. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Trudeau
0: was upset about that. Harper's wife, when she cucks him, he's thrilled. This is the highlight of his week. He's, oh, yeah. Ah, man, you can't. Just pick.
1: the fact that she made eye contact with him. <laughs> his
0: little lizard tongue going over his lips. He's like, yes. You I can't pick and choose who you're getting cucked by. I mean, that makes you less of a cuck. He can, though. Like, that's his thing, though. He likes to know the person. He likes to have a personal connection. Yeah. He's
1: both Polly and a cup. Yeah, he oh. invites them for dinner.
4: Uh, <laughs> Kisses them uh, on the cheek. Do you like yeah.
1: hockey? <laughs> he says, you want to hear my band? He's just
0: he, He's just watching the whole thing take place, and he's like, did you know my drummer was a pedophile? <laughs> uh, check out episode one of yeah. uh, the Late Late Capitalism show for uh, more on Stephen Harper's pedophile bandmate. Yeah, But essentially, we are just on the verge, and we've seen it at a provincial level where, Uh, our feckless liberal government almost lost official party status in an overwhelming stomp at the hands of someone who you could make a comparison to Trump although Doug Ford isn't nearly as uh, catty or bitchy or entertaining as Trump but we are seeing the conservative tilt and wave back towards the awful things and we as a culture just aren't prepared for that we don't have a Canadian identity
1: we don't have anything of value in this fucking country other than universal health care circling back we don't have a united leftist front yeah to combat that surge towards conservatism. no.
2: And what we want to talk about essentially is that Canadians are not as poor generally as Americans. We're not as wealthy, like wealth unequal yeah. as the U.S. is. But people are still upset and they're still seeing these vague socialist statements so then it's like where is this person like why haven't we had one yet so just
1: just to throw some numbers around uh, five years ago income inequality in the US was twice as high as it was in Canada Uh, so the top 1% in the US had 22% of the nation's wealth well, here, uh, top 1% of Canadians had 11% of the nation's wealth. Yeah, And while income inequality is rising in both countries, in Canada, that inequality is rising much quicker. Yeah. Mm. So we are catching up to that. Yeah. Um, ten years behind, baby. Ten years behind.
2: And I think... made the
1: circle be unbroken.
2: <laughs> I think a good place to start when you're looking at, like, okay, where is our Bernie, where's our socialist person, is, like, your immediate reaction is to go, oh, okay, the NDP, which, like... So they're for the workers, for right? For those in the U.S. who happen to be listening to they're this. If an American alive. ever finds this podcast, <laughs> oh,
1: that'd yeah. be so. It's gonna be like a Bioshock, like found, like audio
0: journal. You <laughs> yeah, know? I was listening to this podcast. Uh, I was trying to do Boston. It came out as Australian.
3: Same
0: cultural Same cultural racism. Yeah. So, I was gonna say same cultural thing. But can you imagine some bar stool employee where like, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do research on Chapo," and he finds the show instead. He's like, "Damn, yeah. the chick on here is crazy." <laughs> But, like, yeah, there's man. there's three main parties within Canada. Man, Chance is such a smoke show. <laughs> you got beautiful lips and long hair. Oh, you boys. <laughs> uh, there's three main parties in Canada. There is your Conservative Party, which, as you can imagine, stouts, you know, conservative values, and is quickly moving more towards the uh, Tea Party-esque, like, hard yeah. religious right, and uh, all about oil defense. Alberta votes... Solely and did vote solely conservative in the last election
2: and Saskatchewan Can't and Saskatchewan forget yeah, never forget that Yeah, Saskatchewan, great. the important province of Saskatchewan. <laughs> Who I got my forget? fist up in solidarity? That's <laughs> Saskatchewan.
0: Sex it. <laughs> uh, then you have the Liberal Party, which is a good. I would say the Democrats in the U.S. with their two-party system is a good point of comparison, where the Liberals are like your center, sometimes center-right, most of the time center-right, and then yeah. sometimes center-left in election Center-left when they're
2: campaigning, <laughs> yeah.
1: and then center-right <laughs> right when they're oh, ruling.
0: Campaigning. Uh, Campaigning. Campaigning. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's never racist to do an Italian accent. Rest in peace,
4: Italians. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right. Oh. This is actually
0: the last podcast recorded while Italy still exists. Uh, and then you would think theoretically, oh, it's a three-party system. You've got your right-wing party. You've got your center party. Uh, the NDP. They must be the classic left. But here's the thing about the NDP. The most left they've been was... <laughs> Maybe in the 1950s when they finally got fucking, you know, universal health care passed yeah. here. Ever since that moment. They've just either they've been center left, never really center right, which is at least good. Yeah. But they've so never they've budged pretty beyond much that. Never
2: won. I don't know if they've ever had a prime minister. Probably no, they have, not. Damn. They so Kim Campbell. His, no. <laughs>
0: she's a smoke show though. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't
2: do super well historically. They they do have a socialist caucus within the NDP that tries to push them left because they find that the NDP is constantly drifting <laughs> no. right because essentially they're That's not doing super well. So then they're like, okay, you know what? Like we're gonna try to appeal to more people, and they're just like constantly moving yeah. right and then so the socialist caucus is trying to like push well back, in the
1: same but. vein liberals uh see ndp uh, points <laughs> I, I, and policies yeah. that they've proposed and they're like during election years during campaigns uh they're like oh well we're gonna do all that too yeah. like they, they just like crib ndp policy but we've got the groundswell of support yeah. so if yeah. you don't want but we're the bigger party we've got more money exactly. uh we're gonna actually do these things uh so side with us so then liberals siphon votes uh and then of course don't do any of those no,
0: things. No. It's very much, even though it's a three party system, it still has that two party trap of, well, you don't want the other guy to win, so you have to vote for us. Yeah. yeah. And by doing that, we've essentially shot ourselves in the foot because we're not ever going to get anything because they know that we're being held hostage by the other side. Yeah. yeah. It's like even the conservatives were like, oh, we don't need to push anything more than what we're already doing because we know you're not going to vote for the liberals and you're not going to vote for the NDP. Like we're in this fucking standoff and we have been for like 80 fucking years. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it just won't end. And I feel like a good example of how the NDP operates is the most recent uh, election where so Jagmeet Singh was elected as the NDP leader and was running to be prime minister and I was reading this article that compared him to Bernie and it was really interesting it's talking about how Bernie sort of functions as a rallying cry for a, an almost angry movement oh, like absolutely. there's yeah. there's conflict and there's people being like I am upset about this issue I'm going to go behind Bernie like there's room for like loving thy neighbor I'd
0: love Go behind Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hit it from the back.
2: But so it's like motivated by both love and anger, whereas the NDP is kind of. Just love, yeah. like oh, they're not really Witch. saying that much is wrong. They're literally just like, "Aren't we all great? Wouldn't you guys like pharmacare? Let's try for pharmacare." Yeah. And then it doesn't
0: work. They so never like, address and, the actual yeah. the, our, right. uh,
1: issue in the system. Just that you know, oh, it'd be great if we had this, but not. How are we going to get it? And, <laughs> and this it, is a problem with liberalism in general—is like the toothlessness and the sort of it's like when you're like oh it's all just love and like everything's going great but we can make sure that's a little bit better sunny ways yeah
4: but that's like uh, it's that's like that's the whole purpose of liberalism, is it not? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even say that's a fault. Like, that's it. That's, yeah, an yeah, that's it working. <laughs> it's not a bug. No yeah, action, yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. It's, it's
0: designed it's... to keep you just being like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, well, liberalism it's... is the status
2: quo. And it, oh, Sorry, continue. Uh, uh, no. Uh, Jagmeet Singh's entire campaign was basically, like, this highlight reel of him standing up to, like, racist heckling him mm-hmm. in the audience. which And we mentioned this on our sad, lost episode that we can't get anymore. Award
0: winning, it would have been. uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) So obviously we can't understand what it's like to be a racialized man running for prime minister, like wearing a turban in Quebec. Rough. That's gotta be hard. (laughs) (laughs) But like it was all just, they would be like, take your turban off, like you suck. And he'd be like you know what, I love you and we need you in the NDP, which is totally admirable and that makes sense, but it's like that was all people were ever talking about. It was like wow, he's so loving, he's so nice and it's like... "Mm." That's not really what we yeah, need to oh, do. Yeah, but when win. Trudeau
0: puts a turban on,
3: <laughs> uh, it, it's, 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 it's problematic. Problem. All
0: right, <laughs> Ugh.
1: Uh, no. But my point again again, like the the problem of the like, oh, it's all love. Let's let's see what we can do to make things better. Is that it's complete? Like it just. What's the word I'm looking for here? It's meaningless, and oh, pe- yeah. pe- like people c- like catch that as bullshit instantly. They're like, okay, like you're just saying all these nice things. What, you're not actually gonna do every anything because, like, again, for the last like eighty some years, everyone's just been talking about like, oh, things are okay, but we could do better, and then nothing happens. Yeah, and like again. That, that is paralleled in America with a lot of the like, mainstream Democratic nominees and establishment. And Bernie's the one who uh, comes to you and says, No, everything's fucked. The system is fucked up. And it's hurting you. And you know that. And all of these people are telling you, no, it's fine. We just need some tweaks. But that's not true. You need to fight against the system. You have to fight for someone that you don't know. And see, the thing is with
0: Bernie Sanders, take, for example, the issue of health care, where he'll say insulin should be free to anyone who needs it. That's the Bernie Sanders opinion, whereas you get someone like, uh, I don't know, I was going to say Joe Biden, but he can't string a sentence together. Pete Buttigieg, where he's yeah. like, uh, we'll make insulin affordable through tax credits. Mm. It's like, there's a big difference there. Yeah. I'm sorry. One is the moral position and <laughs> yeah. one is not. <laughs> I'm sorry, but something that is literally required for you to be alive should not be at the beholden, you know, you should not be beholden to the fucking tax <laughs> board yeah. for that. You should just be like, oh, I have diabetes, here's my insulin. And Bernie Sanders speaking in very plain language people can understand is saying, you should have that here's how we're going to get it. And most of the time, yeah. people are like, oh, it's very one-node. Oh, just
1: tax the rich. It's like, yeah, who has yeah. all the fucking money? Exactly. And, like, <laughs> Libs will be like, oh, he's not playing the game. He's, like, he's oversimplifying it. He's, like, got a wish list. The game sucks. But the game sucks. The, the game, game hasn't fucking worked ever. The I'm g- sorry I'm peeking the audio. So I'm much. also peaking,
4: too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Like, it's literally never worked. And i that's one of the things that always turns me off of politics It's like, the political games that people are constantly playing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, its it's absolute bullshit to keep up with. And the only people who like it tend to be people who aren't paying attention because they have no idea or the people who are getting paid in politics yeah oh, they're, they're the really only ones that love it. it those mutants they love yeah. it and everyone else is just like please just tell me what the fuck you're gonna do just give me health care god damn it yeah like like i don't understand why it has to do these dances and oh good job trudeau you had like a throat singer at your inauguration <laughs> like i don't give a fuck <laughs> like like oh. shut up like don't play these games anymore and just th- actually genuinely do something please
0: mm. and the other thing they do and they this is the trap, is they make it means-tested. Oh, yeah, we'll provide more social welfare and more more social assistance to people who need it as long as, you know, you pass this drug test or as long as you can prove that, you know, you've been doing X, Y, and Z. It's like, that's not how a social safety net works because a lot of the people that need to rely on those social safety nets don't exactly have fucking time to sit at a goddamn computer and say, oh, well, you know, I applied to this, this, and this, and I'm taking these steps. It's like, no. A lot of the people that require social welfare need it or else they're going to fucking die. They don't
1: have... Have the time. No, you, and you have the to energy. do the little piggy dance. I don't want to jump If you, you want the your hoops. insulin, you do the little piggy dance, oh, and then right. maybe I'm doing Daddy, the truffle, Daddy Democratic shuffle. Party gives you the. Yeah. <laughs> my tits are out. I'm doing the yeah. truffle shuffle. Oh, it oh, looks great. Jesse's tits now. are actually please, out. For please our put our those listeners. down. Yeah. Put those away. I
0: just poked, broke quarantine. poked my eye out. That's right. <laughs> and
2: <sighs> But yeah, there was uh, a woman running for NDP leadership against Tugmeet Singh named Nikki Ashton, who is probably like the most socialist leader we've had run. For well she was that year the the most socialist running for that position and that's like the most socialist person I've heard of in Mm. federal level politics so like she did have some sort of an effect like I heard of her and even though she was like campaigning for the leadership of like one specific party and I was like a teenager so that I feel like the reach was there but anyway she didn't end up winning but she's very cool she uh, basically shares all of our beliefs I would say reading her website is very cool Uh, and she now runs like training sessions on like trying to get young women to run for political offices. So that's pretty cool. That's
0: one of the three of us in this room. Yeah.
2: But anyway, so
0: She's not mean enough. She needs bros. Like that's the big yeah. thing. Bernie oh, has man. this man, I vanguard. would be a Megan bro. Oh, man. Here we are. I feel like part
2: of the problem is that, okay, so we're going to try and get these socialist people to run for NDP leadership, but then, like, the NDP doesn't really want that. Like, they don't think they'll win, so they just, like, don't take the socialists as the leaders, and then they lose anyway, and it's like, okay, cool, guys. And
0: that's why we need the success of other, like, actual major left movements. Unfortunately, the Jeremy Corbyn thing was crushing because that seemed like the first real light, and Bernie Sanders seems to be tapering, although Joe Biden is almost certainly dead at this point. It's not over till it's over. like Joe Biden is a up. corpse. Uh, I'm, I'm reporting it first. We're going to be the first. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are we, are we
1: allowed to talk about that? Joe
0: Biden has died of coronavirus. Joe Biden found dead in Miami. Uh, he was kissing Harvey Weinstein because they're friends and they do the same practices. <laughs> Anyways.
2: Okay, that's a little harsh. <laughs> his,
4: allegedly. His last words were, man, your coochie's pretty smelly, eh? <laughs> Oh, his my last, God. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden's last words were, I
0: liked the movie Gangs of New York, <laughs> produced by Weinstein Pictures. Oh <laughs> Yeah, if you're just too I
2: love t-
4: any Tarantino films produced. By Weinstein Pictures.
2: <laughs> Listening on air. Now listen at here, CFOC Mac. CFOC I got you a swear. thing for
0: Uma Thurman's feet. That's right. Uh, but here's the thing: like a big reason why, though, it, certainly with Corbin especially, a big reason why that movement failed. There's two things you can kind of point to. One is the fact that Theresa May, who was the Tory leader at the time, was just so deeply incompetent and like. Unlikable, but another big thing was the way that the fucking media treated Jeremy Corbyn. They smeared him as an anti-Semite because he believed that Palestinians have a right to exist.
2: That was why. Okay, I remember my mom. We were sitting at the kitchen table, and my mom was like, "Oh, but I heard he's maybe an anti-Semite." And I was like, "What?" And I honestly don't know anything about the British election. I didn't follow it at all. But I can't believe it was just like Palestinian support. And you know
0: what? Another thing they pointed to was when he was talking about because he mentioned like Jeffrey Epstein having this nefarious. Global plot. He referred to him as Epstein, and they're like, "Oh, he Jewified his name."
3: Uh, oh yeah, and they were like,
4: that.
0: "Yeah." Like my most tanky belief is that you cannot have a socialist movement with a liberal media because they're just going to undercut it every chance they have because they would quite frankly rather have Trump or they would rather have yeah. an actual fascist than they would a leftist under under
1: a socialist. They're out of a.
0: Job. That's the thing. In Joe Biden's
2: campaign said having Trump would be better than having Bernie. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. the Democratic Party cool. believes
0: that, and that's what they're going to get because if Joe Biden wins, who is a shambling corp. Uh, they're gonna have to run one of the uh, one of the failed Cuomo's. Which yeah. one could it be?
2: Did you see them fighting on air?
0: Yeah. Oh my now, god, that the was are rough. Awful, but the makeup sex is amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Between the brothers, yeah. Huh?
0: Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> uh, Democrats pro incest, allegedly parody satire. They're going to run one of the Cuomo's though when yeah. Joe Biden dies or Hillary Clinton. It's going to be River Cuomo.
1: Uh, the <laughs> campaign <laughs> slogan is going to be uh, "Say it is so." <laughs> <laughs> so-
2: my <Ooh>. my. <laughs> All
1: is means
3: tested.
1: <laughs> and, uh, we anyway
2: back to uh, the reasons why washington
1: dc that's where <laughs> i want to be folks pizza i want the gate <laughs> in the basement <laughs> of comet ping pong oh my god
4: this is absolute trash uh, <laughs> we're all
1: getting cut <laughs> no, this is a
4: no terrible no. bit you know what
1: <laughs> uh, we need to keep that okay <laughs> uh, so, speaking of absolute trash uh quebec Stop. Uh, no i'm joking
2: uh, but yeah, that was so we have sort of like another main reason right. why socialism is not super easy to accomplish in Canada. We our provinces have like very specific demands <laughs> of of the parties running for the Prime Minister's office. Yeah. Like you have to really cater to Quebec and Alberta constantly all the time, yeah, they and the they S- will not stop yeah. whining. If you don't and get the needy S-
1: girlfriends, so that's right. oh, that's we
2: hot. have <laughs> which we didn't mention already, but we do have another major federal party in Canada, it's called the Bloc Quebecois. That's true. And they only run in Quebec, obviously. Actually, they might run in Newfoundland or whatever the, what, the French-speaking do maritime thing they King run in some of the other New maritime New Brunswick, provinces. whatever it is. It's just
0: they never... Could you imagine the Bloc Quebecois winning Newfoundland? That'd be, That'd so, be so First cool. off, Newfoundland's the only province that could separate Brunswick. successfully. Because yeah. they have their own life out there. True. Yeah.
2: But Quebec... Basically elects this party that just is like, we love Quebec and we want to leave and be our own country. And so now essentially we have like a quarter of our seats in the House of Commons that are just dedicated to like (laughs) French people, which like, sure, that is a quarter of our population. So fair but also like that's an entire party dedicated to just one province with pretty much ignoring the rest of the country so that's a little rough so then if you're a liberal or a conservative or an NDP person running you have to go to Quebec and be like "All right, these are all your specific Quebec demands that you have to like spend so much time on and we found a quote about it in a cool article we read from the Washington Post it's a quote take Quebec no left wing Canadian party can win government without winning a sizable chunk of the French province's parliamentary seats yet Quebec rejects explicitly ideological politicians in favor of those who endorse its project of securing maximum legal and cultural sovereignty from English-speaking Canada. It's accordingly very difficult to run a viable progressive party in Canada unless it spends a lot of time thinking and caring about the parochial hang-ups of French Quebecers, essentially. And then Alberta kind of does the same thing with oil so you have to be constantly catering to oil or else you won't get a single seat in alberta ever which is
0: obviously a big blockage to uh, an actual left-wing movement yeah you know green and environmental justice is a key exactly yeah alberta and unlike with the u.s where there's so many states and you can you can afford to lose one or two states in the u.s and be like ah whatever it's fine like we know we're not gonna win mississippi we know we know we're not gonna win missouri yeah whatever in canada because we do have such a smaller kind of split yeah, you every single province is crucial. Oh yeah. yeah! When the Liberals won the first time with Trudeau, uh, Justin Trudeau, they like swept the Maritimes and Quebec. Like they control. Yeah, they had Quebec. like
2: every seat in the Maritimes or yeah, something that yeah. feels like that, that. Yeah, like, and they the obviously get all over. of the Toronto seats. Like yeah. Toronto votes only Liberal. I'm so annoyed that it's never NDP in any section of it ever. Mm-hmm. It's just Liberal. Well, it's, there's
0: so many rich people in Toronto. I know. Uh, <laughs> a fun thing about the Washington <laughs> Post. This is actually somewhat related. So, Speaking of that same election The 2015 election uh, After Trudeau won There were all these Fawning profiles of like Canada's hot Feminist prime minister And there was one In the Washington Post And uh, it featured a tweet From yours truly About Trudeau's Awful facial hair He used to have And like that's kind yours of Yours truly You? Yeah I was in what? the Washington Post What? You were Post. featured In the Washington wow. Post? And what's was funny your, Was
2: your little Twitter handle Still what it is right now? No oh. it was
0: different back then But if you if you were to look At that article now All uh, my like, account click on the detail link. <laughs> changed yeah. So it now says Dirtbag dickhead And uh <laughs> <laughs> like if you go to that account you would be like wow look at this charming young man talking you about say Justin this was Trudeau's on the washington air. post yes okay i'll i actually used to have the link i'll see if i can send it to uh you chancellor so you can take a look please but i remember because my friend was like why are you in the washington post
3: <laughs> and it was
0: my picture at the time was me and i was like wow this is cool. so weird uh still 15 minutes though.
1: oh yeah uh, no free cloud. <laughs> Take oh, the three down. <laughs> Guess again.
2: <laughs> but yeah, the last point I wanted to touch on is basically just the cultural view of ourselves as just not American. Oh, is basically oh my our God. Our I'm gonna start yelling <laughs> again. <laughs> Unending ethos of so like who we
1: are. Th- this this can be broken down into a lot of different like like a prism. There's a lot of different colors of the Canadian issues, mm-hmm. uh, especially vis-a-vis our identity as not American and I think at its core stem like the core of the prism the the white light that from which bursts the rainbow of stupidity is niceness. <laughs> Canadians are nice. We're nice people we're nice to everyone we we're civil with each other we've got it figured out up here.
0: Imagine if you took like the Minnesota nice and just applied it to a whole country. Yeah. It's yeah. insufferable. With,
1: like, I, and again, the Minnesota nice uh, just being a thin veneer oh. for like simmering violence. Quivering and rage. Yeah.
0: If you've ever seen Amy Klobuchar speak, oh that woman God. vibrates with anger. And that's kind of like the yeah. average Canadian here. Myself included. Except I don't have the veneer of niceness. Yeah, it's I'm like forward. a scumbag. It's so bad. But like, it's uh, it's our parents. It's our aunts. Unfortunately, it even affects our uncles.
1: Yeah. Which and we, we absolutely
2: pains to me that. to say. And this not American thing, man. Manifests in our politics like super deeply because we want our companies to not leave Canada and go to the US. So we give them these like crazy tax breaks and like all these benefits. And we also don't want American companies coming in and selling us stuff because we're so proud of like, oh, this is our Canadian stuff. So then like, again, it's all these like really, our businesses are quite propped up, cough, cough, like Bombardier and stuff like that. That's crazy.
1: Let alone the oil industry, which is just completely, it's like it's cardboard, it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So it's hard
2: hard to say like, hey, we're going to tax wealthy corporations in the 1% because then all these work, like, anybody, any Canadians are kind of just like, oh, well, if you do that, they'll leave and we'll be sad and we'll have no money and we'll all die. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, uh, another thing to do with this niceness is uh, Canadians will point to issues that happen in the states and the movements that are birthed from these issues, like police violence and the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, Occupy Wall Street, uh, and dealing with the 1%. What else? Uh, the Fight for 15, the Wisconsin teachers uh, uprising that happened, that was like almost 10 years ago now. Sure, when
0: Bernie fights for uh, 15, it's fine. When Jeffrey Epstein fights <laughs> okay, for
3: 15, shut the stop fuck it!
1: Up. <laughs> uh, out contradictions in the system. Uh, the The Green New Deal movement that's happening, the fight for immigrant rights, uh, especially against ICE. Oh,
0: um, God. oh did you see uh, ICE basically requisitioned 45,000 surgical masks for yeah. their
1: own personal use? Non-sequitur, ne- non-sequitur. No, Let it's really ICE. <laughs> I just
3: wanted
1: to uh, put that out there. Canadians look at all of those things and all of these movements and they're like we, we don't have those issues. Like We're, we're nice. We all work together uh, and we figure our politics out civilly, which is to say that we don't think about those things. <laughs> we just sweep them all under the rug and we pretend that they're not there. And the thing is, the reason Canada doesn't have a bernie is because all of those movements all of those issues that people in america are talking about and fighting for all the people on the right side of those issues uh came together under the bernie banner uh and created the vast network of grassroots organizations that are like propelling that campaign literally the only thing that has kept yeah alive. is boots on the ground Uh, I'm not saying that Canada is devoid of leftist groups and like small communities because we definitely do have those Uh, but they're not as concerted and energized yeah or energized we don't have
0: an actual rallying point even if they do support the NDP I wouldn't really say it's enthusiastic support because they know it's like yeah we don't really have anywhere else to go so we'll support this party but you're not hostage you're not going to do anything with it and
4: they haven't and I agree wholeheartedly with the fact that Canada does not have like the grassroots movement that the states is currently showing is a very powerful thing right and and it's known to work in the past even if it doesn't show it in the polls it still has an influence on things that are going on but i think what canada has that has kind of been overlooked in like our conversation so far is that there's a lot of movements that have gone on outside of uh the government institution Mm -hmm. and like parliament sphere um and kind of more so happen in like uh on like a community level or even just like taking it to the streets type level and i feel like it happens more often here than it does in the states and i want to know what you guys feel about that and if you guys feel like that's a an apt attribution to Uh, the canadian uh leftist movement
1: i i can see that my issue is and of course like that is a very good thing and that is like the the seed like the germination point for a larger more concerted national leftist movement in this country but the difficulty with that is small communities uh, and changes within those small communities only go so far.
2: Well, like, I think it's extremely valid if you're course. trying to change small. Yeah. But like, that's
1: not how you get universal pharmacare. You know, that's not how you get universal childcare. That's not how we increase the the socialist policies in this country nationally. It is, of course, very important and extremely good. But to get the the wide scale change uh, akin to what a Sanders uh, campaign is talking about, maybe we need something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like small community changes is the way to go. I would say
0: small community change actually is probably the most feasible method. Unfortunately, it well, also that's
2: definitely how you have to like start getting involved. So, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: It's just the tough thing is we're running out of time. Yeah, for Maybe. sure. I just like I get I get hung up right because there's this book that I read and it really opened up my ideas to um, grassroots movements not starting within the political sphere necessarily uh, when we think about it, like elections and mm-hmm. and. Uh, voting and stuff like that it was by uh glenn Coulthard, uh i hope i pronounced that correctly it's called red skin white masks and it's about uh indigenous recognition in canada and how essentially if you say the government of canada please recognize indigenous people you're essentially saying please master like do this for me because i can't do it for myself Right. right, and, and and kind of the argument is that ultimately, like, there was a lot more to it. I'm, I'm summing it up pretty quick. But the argument is that, like, as soon as you start making yourself a force that has to be recognized, that's so much more powerful than going through the system yeah. that is the problem in the first place absolutely
0: yeah and you can see that like that that is a very workable model like black lives matter wasn't a thing like oh can we please protest this inequality it's like no we're taking
4: to the streets right yeah. and we're, we're making this highways. movement we no. need we need a mayor who cares about black people it's like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> we've tried it your way i think yeah and that's the thing
0: and honestly a lot of the biggest movement and uh, positive kind of collectivizing we are seeing is with like the indigenous people that are still battling for their water rights to this very day yeah and you saw the power that those groups can have the indigenous land defenders basically shut down commerce for about a month by destroying like any attempt to uh intensely yeah it's the coolest thing that's happened in 2020 which i know isn't a high bar because it's mostly been you know people dying and things being on fire but yeah the power of small groups of people supported by their communities that were able to shut down the rails and completely cripple commerce for a month before the virus crippled it.
2: And I think that's like something to focus on, too, is that you need it would be great (laughs) ideal situation if we had a party that was sympathetic to protest and solidarity and like mass mobilization in power. And then you also did all those things. Right.
1: Right. Like that. That is my point for Sanders presidency. Uh, because I understand, like, let's say, best-case scenario, Bernie becomes president. Uh, Day one, he's not going to be able to pass universal health care. I know that's what he's talking about and what he says he's going to do, but realistically, the Senate and the powers that be and the lobbyists will not allow that to happen. But just having uh, a person like Sanders, who's been part of the protest movement since the 60s, and, like, knows it, like, inside and out, uh, having him in the White House uh, basi- basically sanctioning, being like, okay, uh, the Republicans and the Democrats in the House uh, ref- will not give this to you. You want it, you voted for it, they won't give it to you. You have to take to the streets so, now. So you're saying he'd be like an empowering figure, yeah. first and foremost. Not even if he wasn't empowering, right. just having someone at the top who's not going to throw you in jail or kill you for oh. fighting for your rights. Oh, definitely. Like,
4: if, if the political system and how it is set up currently if you're going to use it and try to like i don't know make it better than it is or try to like reform it or whatever it's definitely better to have like a good leader in charge yeah like certainly yeah but i think that there's certain aspects that can't necessarily be fixed by having a better leader in charge because as we've seen even people with good intentions yeah and i feel like totally fair. i feel like yeah. there's a part of of like the Canadian diatribe that is understanding of that and has kind of given up, and yeah. and and I I think the frustration is valid, yeah. And, that, and that's pretty much all I had to say on that. No,
1: I I agree, and I think that's that's a conversation that we're going to continue to have on this show.
3: Oh yeah, uh, certainly, ju-
1: because like I don't really know where I stand vis vis yeah. politics and like parliamentary uh, action versus direct action and protest, and- right.
2: And this is what we talked about on the episode that died. Uh, We, like, said, oh, jokingly, NDP move left challenge and then uh john the other guy that was here that is not here this week because he was mean to me no john's a cock. Uh, (laughs) he was like well that doesn't even matter like if the ndp moves left it doesn't matter like it's still parliamentary politics they're still not gonna win like right yeah
4: i think i think there's different ways to handle it too though like i think there's definitely an advantage to having someone in the canadian government who is actually genuinely caring about the people in this country and other countries. But at the same time, like, to say that Canada doesn't have a unified left, I think it's more so that Canada has a different means or a different idea of how to get these things across because I think or I hope to believe, like even in voting Trudeau, people were like, wow, really Trudeau? Like this is, this is all we've
1: got. (laughs) Yeah, that's our best option. Right, right. And then so people did it and
4: then he was in and then people were pissed. And like I hope Uh, and in the conversations i've had it seems like people aren't bootlicking trudeau very much and it seems like people are genuinely just skeptical of everything and any politician that gets in yeah uh which i don't think is necessarily the case in the states like with a two-party system you're kind of thrown against the wall either you're in or you're out one side or the other and like the third option, which is to be critical of the whole entire thing, isn't necessarily there.
2: But that's why I feel like it's so impressive that Bernie's gotten as far as he has, being right. an outsider to a party and almost like winning. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh, definitely. Like, like, definitely, like
1: leading for a long time, and like basically being like an insurgent, like hostile takeover of the Democratic Party.
4: Uh, Oh, yeah, it's a real wrench in whatever the fuck they were planning on doing. It's lovely.
3: Yeah, Yeah. And
1: I feel like that's part of his power is like in in a similar way, like I hate when people compare Bernie to Trump, but in a similar (laughs) way, he is an outsider. Well, he's not even an outsider. He's like a career politician. He's been in like Washington for 30 years. Right. But like at least ideologically is a complete outsider to the democratic norms and storms in there and like says all of these things that no one else has been allowed to say and like ruffles feathers and gets people really excited about his movement uh, mm-hmm. and that's what makes him powerful and appealing to younger voters is that he's not the same old same old Right. he's yeah. v- fundamentally different from most politicians
2: so yeah I feel like like having said all that and I do hope that we can get someone who's left in power that would be great but I think like yeah blockades and unionizing and everything and rent strikes are like also like more important than that you know I don't know It's it's all a, a balance yeah
4: i I think like you were saying i think uh, one of the forms of direct direct action like i think voting for someone who might be incredibly left who is running as prime minister or mp or what have you i think that kind of is like a form of direct action being like i want this person to listen to us instead of you because you're not listening so i think like on one hand i'm i'm kind of converted to the idea but on the other hand i'm still i you know i want to give some credit to the leftists in canada no i, th- oh, I they're
3: doing yeah, amazing they're doing right. yeah, 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 yeah i love the existing yeah. ones
1: yeah. yeah let the record show that I've, i'm not anti like but, small community but yeah.
4: I, I think i think at the same time like you said it is really difficult because there is doesn't seem to be that unified front other than the fact that people are upset about like, what's going and I on. think
2: we're good at uniting on issues. Like, every city across Canada was doing something for uh, Wet'suwet'en. So, like, there is some uniting movements that we have. That, that it, was
1: the first it, It's just time like... In, sorry to step on you, but uh, that was the first time in my life as a Canadian that I remembered an issue that the country was talking about. We don't do that as a country. We don't think about politics or at least in, like, the popular conversation like I'm sure like people are talking about politics like in the news and on forums and stuff but like never have I like gone to the bar and talked about something that's happening in the country before like we did with wet sweat
4: but thankfully when Trudeau was first running for prime minister he brought um, indigenous ethical rights to the table and like land property rights to the table to the point where each party had to have a stance on it mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and that got people talking then but then people kind of lull out quite a bit and even now like there's still like what's it in uh, coastal gas link decided hey during this quarantine that's a perfect time for us to build <laughs> yeah. and, and like you know that's still going on and maybe it's the fact that we're all locked up in our houses but it doesn't seem to be talked about as much. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, I, I like to believe that the active and direct action aspect of Canada seems to be an incredibly powerful force to the point where it's become less of a please can we have like someone in parliament for us because i think people are realizing that you can get your voice heard without that necessarily yeah Yeah.
1: which is and again that's like a country that is like obsessed with its niceness oh 100 and its civility and like oh we just figure out things in parliament uh yeah is and again i'm not speaking for for native folk who have like been doing this forever (laughs) it's been it's been done (laughs) yeah but like uh At least from my perspective, a country that is starting to wake up to, like, civilian politics and to activist movements, and that's encouraging. Yeah. So when we ask the question, where is Canada's Bernie Sanders, maybe the answer is nowhere, but that's fine.
3: Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I
1: feel like again, I think this is a conversation that we're going to continue to have.
4: I feel like I feel um, like it'll definitely yeah. keep coming up the the further and further along we get into especially the situations that are going on right now because everything's kind of been flipped upside down. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of changes coming up soon.
1: I was just going to say we're very nice. It's bad. Stop being nice. Yeah. This say, is my advice. It's time to get mean to young leftists. Be mean. Be mean on Twitter. Be mean in real life. Yell at your landlord. I'm Yell gonna at your slide boss. slide a rude
2: note under the uh, door. Give $20 of my to check.
1: an e girl. Alienate your uh, parents and uh, your family. Done and done. Get 10 Sad. roommates. Make hummus with them.
3: Oh, uh, now, uh, now you're be-
2: stealing.
1: Be- become poly with your 10 hummus roommates. Yeah. Start a
0: noise rock band. Basically become Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you do Animal Crossing, either left that's how we win we need to become the first ever animal crossing base economy that's right
1: (laughs) like death to tom nook but uh folks thank you very much uh
3: for listening uh we'll see you next week Woo! god bless love you